Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. With me as always is my tag team partner in crime, the road dog to my billy gun, Mr. Luke Cudialis. That's right ladies and gentlemen, we have another pair of super kicks locked, cocked, and ready to rock your eardrums, so let's get into it, shall we? We shall, and I say Road Dog and Billy Gunn specifically because while they were both known primarily for their tag team title runs, they were both at one point the Intercontinental Champion, and that is what this episode is all about. We are going back and listing the definitive top 10 Intercontinental Champions of all time. This is something that Luke and I came to an agreement on, so I'm sure if you're sitting at home and you know me pretty well, you're like, well, I know what his number one's going to be, but... We talk about things, we work it out. This is diplomatic here, and we've come to and we've come to an agreement on our top ten list. This is true. So it's a uh, it's a it's a commutative a com- what's the word I'm thinking of? A collective. It's a collective effort. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Look at that coming through. Um, so yeah, for a long time, the Intercontinental title has been considered the quote unquote workman's title. Yes, yes. And while it might not come with the paychecks and bonuses that the world title has with it, true wrestling fans know that the, uh, Intercontinental champion is often where the best wrestlers are and what the wrestlers are most proud, the belt that they're most proud of having. And it's had its ups and downs for sure, including recently where it went over a year without being defended on pay-per-view. Uh, but we're choosing to ignore these slights and just focus How dare you? on the positive of the belt. How do you go over a year... Like, why I, even have it? I, I don't know. I don't understand how, like, that... I wonder if we'll ever get an explanation of that. Like, why they just chose to completely bear... I mean, the the U.S. belt for a while was non-existent, too. But it seems like the IC belt got super disrespected. It just doesn't understand, you know, I don't understand considering, you know... Yes, you have your Universal. Yes, you have the WWE. But at the same time, you have such a deep roster. You need to, you know elevate guys somehow so absolutely i just can't wrap my head around and belts can elevate people they it doesn't elevate everyone um you know and for the sake of this list which we'll get into like uh Mm -hmm. there are people that i left off that we left off that i think most people would be like how could you leave them off but i go when you look back on it they weren't really deserving of it and so many great people were Mm -hmm. that i mean that's i'll say it fuck it Honky Tonk Man is not on this list. Right. And he called himself the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Well, I tell you what, if you're listening to this, specifically John Weinert, because I know you, for some reason, stand for the Honky Tonk Man, find me a good Honky Tonk Man intercontinental title match. Find me one. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, this Open challenge. Open challenge, yes. Uh, and it's killing me because lately they've been putting it on people who can work but they're still not getting... You look at the list of IC champs just in the last five years, you're like, there's a lot of talented names on there. Like, the right people are holding it. They're just not getting a chance to shine. No, and it doesn't make sense considering the legacy that this belt has. The You know, like you said, the names of people that have held it, you know, we're talking from, uh, <coughs> you know, the likes of Chris Jericho, who is now in AEW, anywhere from, um, dare we say it, Chris Benoit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, Bret which, Hart. <coughs> Bret Hart. 
Um, but if you look at it, it's one of those, it's a workers championship. Like you said, you have anyone from a smaller wrestler who can be considered, you know, a cruiserweight. Sure. All the way up to... Rey Mysterio, Intercontinental right, Rey Champion. Mysterio, you know, Eddie Guerrero was held it. Yeah. Um, then you can have bigger guys, you know, yeah. or like mid, you know, mid-sized guys, you know, so like you said, it's a worker's belt, so... It's shameful for it not to have been on a pay-per-view for over a year. Yeah. And then, you know, the fact that it is one of those, why is this not more of a centralized story belt? You know, like, have a storyline always revolving around Around this, the belt. You know? why, why don't people want this belt more? It should be right. a story. Like, it if seems not, easy. you know, I don't know if it, you need to have more of a, like, a yearly tournament for it or something to give it. Like I, I, I liked the... Um, it being a ladder match at WrestleMania. Yes. They did that oh. for like three or four years, and it, it was really fun. We watched one yeah. earlier uh, from WrestleMania 31. It was a lot of fun. There yes. were great spots in it, and, then and it gives it, it a reason to be. You, then you look at it, like everyone in that, if I was thinking, everyone in that ring went on mm. to hold the IC belt, you know? Pretty much um, all of them. So, or had already held it, you know, yeah. at one point. Yeah. So it's just one of those like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, ev- no, everyone did. Yeah, because Deep Rye, you know, because it what was they it? Said Deep Rye and, and uh, Ambrose, right. who didn't, and both of them went on to hold it. Right. So, so yeah, everyone in that match was at one time. Right. So if you have the time, like, go back and watch it. I mean, it's already a solid pay per view, yeah. as it is. You know, so much you know, like significant stuff happened there. But then that match itself is just fun. Yeah, it's you know? fun. And it gets slept on because of the card that it's on. Right. And then, like, what was one of the first things I said uh, when we, like, we fired that up? I was like, oh, this is the Rusev, you know, yeah. intro entrance. And then, two, this is the match. I was like, oh, this is the one where Dean Ambrose gets busted open. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, you, you remember, remember certain things. Yeah. yeah. So it's just... Yeah, it's uh, fun to watch. And we'll give you, actually, we'll give you a match to watch with everybody that's on our top ten yeah. list uh, because that's part of the fun and it, that kind of will give you something to look at if you're not familiar with their work. Why are they on this list? Well, here's a good match to look at it. And that's why Honky Tonk Man's not on this list because we're going to find <laughs> shit for him. Right, if you uh, can find it. like yeah, we'll, challenge, open challenge. I'll yeah. shout you out. I'll give you... Shout I'll, you out I'll, if we, when I'll we get shirts. Free, you, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll give you something. We'll figure it out. We'll get you something. Uh, so before we get into it, we had three that did not make the list that I just really quickly wanted to give an honorable mention to, uh, Pat Patterson, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're getting the honorable mention, Hart and Shawn Michaels, mainly because their legacy is more intertwined with the world title. Yeah. Uh, they certainly, I mean, Shawn and Bret both held the Intercontinental title for a significant time in the 90s. But they both went on to bigger and better things. And while other people on this list have been world champion, I feel like Sean and Brett are significantly more remembered for their world title runs. Yeah. So they don't get on there. Uh, and Pat, it's Pat, funny. Sorry to cut it. No, um, no, don't. I actually, when we were, you know, laying the groundwork for this episode, you know, doing the, uh, um, basically the script and everything, it was, you used the, you know, a good point, like, hey... Brett didn't need the IC belt, yeah, no. you know, going from the tag to IC to, and actually was explaining that, you know, to a couple friends, like, you know, going over the, the, um, you know, us doing the episode. It was just one of those, like, it, why it made sense, you know, cause, yeah. uh, Jim was actually like trying to like, Hey, would this be, you know, is this person going to be on? I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, and he was like, Brett Hart. I'm like, well, and you know, like, and I go into it. And I'm like, this is what Mike, you know, and like Mike said, and it made so much sense. So I was glad I was actually able to like 
you know, filter filter that through to somebody else. And he was like, all right, that makes sense. He, he was like, I he get got, it. He understood yeah. the logic yeah. behind it. Okay, good. I feel better about that. Because uh, it's I'm not trying to disparage Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. No, but Nothing like you said, ha- like, what did it do for Bret's career other than like, hey, yeah, it adds to the There's resume. another thing to check. Yeah. Which, you know, we'll get into with, you know, a few people on this list. I think it was but. more important to Shawn. Like, Bret, I don't think, needed it at all. I think it was more important to Sean just because it showed that he could carry a singles match. This was, you know, still in the land of giants and he was still very much associated with the Rockers. And like the first thing that they really did for him as a solo act is he had a couple just fun, meaningless feuds. But the first thing that they really did was they interjected him in the Intercontinental title scene. And it took him a while to get it. He was losing, you know, to people. Uh, but then finally getting it and trading it back and forth and having good feuds, having great matches, one of which is definitely on this list, uh, it really, I think, gave Vince and the upper-tier people more confidence that they could make him a world champ. Right. Where Brett, I think they already kind of saw... Yeah. By the time Brett gets his first title, which, spoiler alert, is also on this list, <laughs> um, you could tell he was ready for the main event. Yeah. Like, no question about it. Uh, so, yeah, for those kind of reasons, it, it I don't associate the title with those guys so much. And Pat right. Patterson, also on this list, uh, very different reason. Um, I love the fact that he won it in a fictional tournament yeah. in Rio de Janeiro, something you couldn't get away with today. Which, so, yeah, one is, I'm sure there's probably like a deep cut of trivia now. Yeah. You know, we're like, hey, guess how Pat Patterson won the IC belt? Yeah. You know, yeah. like you'll never believe it. No, nope. you know? they just gave it to him. Yeah. But we're going to tell everyone he won it in a. In a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Biggest names in the world. Who was there? Ah, don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, this was definitely... They would have gotten busted on Show Your Work. Yeah, right, uh, right. For sure. Um, But really, and while it is important that he is the first champ, um, it way before our time, and to be honest, it's really hard to find a good quality Pat Patterson Intercontinental title match from that time. Doesn't mean it didn't exist. It just, this was like the 70s and early 80s. Like, early 80s. You had to be there, man. Yeah, you had to be there. So, you know, we don't have a lot of things to point to. Yeah. But whatever. Um, It is what it is. But let's get into the top 10. Number 10 on this list, Pedro Morales. He is a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Held the belt for 619 days, which is the longest run as a champion. Um, Unfortunately, Pedro kind of suffers somewhat from the same fate as Pat Patterson, where he just simply was there before our time or before the time of a lot of big televised matches yeah. like you said you had to be there you save that you yeah. see him squash people on tv you see him talk and do run-ins and stuff but if you want to go see pedro morales really fight to keep the belt gotta pay a ticket to go yeah. see so we don't have a ton of things to show but there is something uh, i want to say it's on youtube uh it's sergeant slaughter versus Pedro Morales from 1981. It's a typical 1981 match. I'm not saying that it was way ahead of its time, but uh, very hard hitting. So if you like stiff blows, if you like snug punches, these two guys did beat the crap out of each other and it was a very, very raucous crowd. So it's fun to just watch and kind of step into that time machine for a minute. So I feel like just for the simple fact that he has the longest reign as champion, we got to at least put him on the list. For sure. And like like you said with Pat Patterson being the first one, yeah, that's significant in itself, but it's like, hey, show your work. You know, like show me something to get me there where it's like, Then do shit with it. Yeah, right. Like you're just more memorable along the way of like, you know, what you did after. Totally, totally. Um, 
So he, yeah, it's he's essentially a, a trivia answer yeah. for the Intercontinental Belt, whereas yeah. like what he did behind the scenes was right. so important to the business for sure. Uh, but yeah, so number nine on this list, someone that I think a lot of people sleep on, Wade Barrett, Bad yeah. News Barrett, five-time Intercontinental Champion, held it for a total of three hundred ninety-seven days. Like I said, not necessarily the person you think of when you think of the Intercontinental Title, but like Luke, if I were to say to you. What is Wade Barrett known for? Like, what are the two things that you would say? Uh, I would probably say, like, obviously, Bad News Barrett. Yeah. You know, um, and personally, I remember him breaking his arm. Yeah. You know? So that's my, like, <clears throat> that would be my two. Yeah. Um, obviously, just watching that WrestleMania 31 match, yeah. he, I didn't know he was actually the champ going into At that, that time. match. Spoiler. He's going into you know, it, yeah. but like you said, hey, we're doing a research, like, oh shit, he held the belt five times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you don't necessarily think of him with the title, but, you know, you think of him with the Nexus, and you think of, like, him breaking his arm, you think yeah. bad news, Barrett. Uh, but dude was a good Intercontinental Champion. He had a lot of good matches, uh, very underrated worker, and I... If I'm going to point to a match uh, to watch for Wade Barrett, I would say definitely uh, the 2014 Extreme Rules match that he had with Big E. Yeah. Really focuses um, on, like, lets both of them really shine and show their talent. You okay there, buddy? Yeah, just losing, <laughs> losing the paperwork, that's all. <laughs> Get your shit together. I'm trying. Um, but that's a really fun match. I mean, not fun. It's a, it's a serious match. No, it's, it's a, a solid hard, match, for yeah. sure. It was, uh, well, it was right at... As Big E had broke away from AJ Lee and Dolph? Yeah, or? the 2014, they were a thing in 2013, so it couldn't have been that long. And okay. Extreme Rules is, I think, usually toward the beginning of the year. Or no, because it's not October. Uh, I don't know, but it was within a year, and it was certainly it was before the New Day. Okay. Uh, so he's still in that, uh, the, um, like... African colors with the lion on the yeah, front, and the singlet, the, the yeah. singlet, yeah, or you know the singlet, um, the like wrestling, singlet. yeah, singlet, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. yeah. I always say singlet, I always say like Andre singlet. Giant, you know, yeah, right, yeah, no, it's a singlet though, it's fair a, enough, it's a shiny singlet, uh, but it's a good one and it shows off uh, just kind of how awesome Wade Barrett is. That's a really fun one. Number eight on our list. This might be a homer pick. I don't know. But <laughs> I fought to get him on here. Uh, Cody Rhodes, two-time Intercontinental Champion, 257-day title reign. Why is Cody on this list? Plain and simple. Cody brought back the classic Intercontinental belt design yep. with the Shawn Michaels white strap. And to me, restored a little bit of dignity into the belt. That belt before, which had been the one that they switched to at the Attitude Era, it was the same belt design for a long time. Just didn't wow me. There's something about that classic Intercontinental title belt that's just freaking beautiful. Uh, Cody's rivalries with John Morrison, Booker T, and the Big Show uh, during his title reign resulted in some of the best heel work to me of that era. And like I said, it made the Intercontinental title relevant again. This was at least when I was watching, because you said this was a little bit when you were not watching. It was right? like I was in, you know, uh, learned about, you know, CM Punk in uh, uh, John Cena, you know, that build like after. Yeah. Um, that match, because like I said, that was when, you know, CM Punk, like, I'm leaving, you know, so he shows yeah. up at Comic-Con, if I'm not mistaken, like, Triple H was doing a panel, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm obviously I'm a big nerd, um, so I'm, like, getting into, you know, oh, San Diego Comic-Con, and then, like, that pops up, so then, like you said, yeah, it was, like, right as I was dabbling, getting back into it, I don't yeah. know if we were, like, full swing, you know, uh, like, Deuce and uh, Big Rob and I were, like, but I know we were, haven't been dabbling, you're anywhere, like, dabbling you're, like, in. talking, you know, like, Keeping track on stuff. Yeah. Um, and I like you said, with the classic design, 
Um, shout out to Palace Game uh, uh, Toys and Games. It's a, a game store in like uh, Garfield, like eighteen and a half in Garfield. Okay. You know they have a really solid like wrestling figures uh, collection. It's one of the one I sent to the you know um, uh, Pix chat. Yeah. Um, saying so, you know like they had the details all the wrestlers in it. I scooped up a you know individual you know IC belt like the oh white nice one. and it's of course it's around my, one of my Raphael you know uh, Ninja Turtle Raphael <laughs> figures you know because nice I mean you know who else you yeah, know, yeah, that I mean, group would be holding the IC exactly he would be the IC champ so for sure he he just he just missed the cut by the you're way right Raph yeah well that's just one of those like that's how big like I'm on that you belt that that iconic belt, man you know, that so. belt it's just it is it's iconic yeah it is the iconic belt and that's like when we put this down. That was one of the things, like, for the... I came in, what was it, four or five? Like, hey, these guys got to be on. Yeah. And, you know, it was like an yep. instant, you know. Yeah. And the main reason was, like, when I think of these guys, I think of them with the belt, yep. as iconic as it is. And that's, you know? like, the, ma- the, the top criteria for this list. It's, yeah. like, what do they mean to the belt? What did the belt mean to them? Yeah. 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 Uh, but if you want to watch a match for Cody Rhodes, unfortunately, most of the matches during his... Uh, Title reign weren't they? They weren't bad, but they weren't super memorable. You know, he wasn't getting a ton of time with it. It was definitely a being treated as a secondary title. But he did have a great, great match at No Way Out 2012 against Christian for the belt. Uh, Christian, another one who actually held the title a lot. Yeah, uh, and. Some people love him, some people hate him. I think him. at that match, uh, sorry, it cut it, I think it was four time at that point, like at this match. That I Christian think, was, I think that's they what had they said, said. During yeah. commentary, yeah. So at least four time Intercontinental Champion, might have had it more. Uh, but these two guys were given a little bit of time here and really showed what they could do. A uh, few really hard hitting moments, mm-hmm. uh, fun finish, an homage to someone. We won't say who because we yeah. want you to go watch it. But it was a lot of fun, and it showed what they could do. And this, to me, like, while this was going on, this is honestly, like, when I sort of hit peak, not peak Cody fandom, because I still stand for but, like, this is the time where I'm going, this is a guy, is that, can, guy. that can lead the my company. Boy. This is my boy. But not just, like, my boy. I'm like, this could be right. the boy. This could be the guy. Mm. He could headline, he could lead a company but that's part of being a boy it was like you know they you almost see have the that yeah like you i see the you know yes i saw it right. um unfortunately vince in it and he became stardust not long after you know. but you know you get what you get and uh we got a good run this was like biggie with that match uh you know they, like we were like he's definitely that's like when he's a boy yeah like that's my yeah. boy like yeah. you know like biggie's no longer like nowhere like, near that now good but, to be a boy um like that is like peak like Biggie, like he's in my stable, like that's yes. my boy. Yeah, he's a boy, you know. Yes, that is, yeah, that's the definition of a boy. So when you see the potential in, yeah, that maybe a lot of other people don't. You do, you see a good amount of the not the same moves moveset, but a lot of like, oh shit, like he improved this or like tweaked yeah, it, and it's just it's really well. You see them growing as a yeah, character exactly. and as a performer. It's really fun. Um, so number seven on the list, Rob Van. Damn, six-time champ, didn't have the, the longest of reigns, 211 days over six titles, not the best... Uh, <coughs> like ratio? No, not yeah. the best ratio, uh, but of course it's Rob Van Dam, so any match that he has is going to be fun. It's going to be pay-per-view caliber, whether it is on a pay-per-view or not, and actually the match that we have for this is not a pay-per-view match. It's, no, that's what blew me away. Yeah, like, this <laughs> is a Monday Night Raw episode. But this match is freaking incredible. It's, it's uh, a car crash, a train wreck. It, it's a 
It's a train running into a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the best way I can describe it. A big car. Yeah. Train running into a tank. Yeah. It was, it was woof. Uh, it's from May 27, 2003, Rob Van Dam versus the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Right. You know you're going to have a great match with those two when it, it, it's just those two. Then you throw the Intercontinental title on it. Right. And uh, it's a ladder match. And like, it's a ladder Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, it's a ladder match. Yeah. So you get all the fun of ladders in there, and these guys just absolutely tore the house right. down, stole the show. Yeah, two Hall of Famers, a ladder match on Raw. Like, tell me that's not... Like, so that was one of the notes I threw down while we were watching. I was like, this... This is a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Like, modern-day pay-per-view match. Like, yeah. it, I, this is one, like, I highly go in, like, just, I know most of the people that, like, are friends of mine that listen, like, they are friend, they are either, you know, Eddie Guerrero fans or RVD fans, so it's like, this is one, like, you can't tell me you're not an RVD or Eddie Guerrero fan without watching this one. Right. Because, right, like, yeah. there's so much, when we were sitting down watching this, there's so much that that happens in this. Oh. You know? And, oh. Like, it, it could have ended so many times. Yeah. Like, like, you go, well, that's worthy of being a finish right yep. there. Oh, yep. we still have ten more minutes. Right. You know, we still have two more, fo- not false finishes, but yeah, finish like, worthy. Like gnarly spots. Gnarly you know? spots where, like, you, like, how do you possibly go on from that? Yeah. These you two have do. A f- this is the match where the fan interrupts. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, it's just like, holy shit. You know, like, this is so much yeah. going on. Like I said, it is a train wreck in the best way possible. And they don't miss a beat. The, uh, well, uh, RVD misses a beat. Um, <laughs> he does beef it. He, he, he definitely uh, That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. He does but beef it's, it. You're it's, right. The recovery is really good. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, holy shit, dude. Like, right. well, how much weed do you smoke at this point <laughs> to, like, offset this? <laughs> And that's the thing too, where it's like, I mean, it's it's scary the idea of a fan coming into the yeah, room. Anyway, especially like as a performer because you're like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. But then, so okay, you're already like, okay, I really don't want this to happen because it's really bad. Yeah. Now have the fan run in while you're midway up a ladder. Yeah. Like that. It's <laughs> it's. it's oh, and yeah. I see my life flashing before my eyes. Yeah. Like, and it's also it's like you your first instinct is probably like I am going to kill this person. Yeah. You know, but then you can't because you're like, oh shit, I have to. I'm working. Like yeah. you know, I I got to keep the match going. But then like I don't want to. You know, then probably I'm going to get charges. So it's just one of those like, what the hell? You know. Must have had nine million thoughts racing through his yeah, brain. But, and that's mean, a lot for Rob because he smokes yeah, a lot of weed. That's, right? You know, that's a lot to keep in your head. Right. Uh, but no, it's no, one that it's, I highly encourage to check out. Yeah, and it and I should say that's like Rob Van Dam, like yeah, all the weed smoking and all that stuff. Like that's kind of what he's known for. Ha ha ha. But dude was an incredible worker. Oh, indeed. Incredible. Like, well ahead worker. of his time. You so ahead like, of his time. You know, it's one of those you see so much of his move set in modern wrestling today. Totally. Um, and I'm not just talking a super kick or anything like that or, yeah. like, the spots off the off the apron, you know, outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, rolling thunders and, like, leg drop styles and, like, the mm. rolls into, you know... And those, like, those spinning kicks. The spinning that, like, kicks, yeah, exactly. Like, into yeah. Gurries, into the corner, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, arguably, you know, the only one I think that has just as good of a coast-to-coast would be Shane McMahon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think Shane kind of stole the the coast-to-coast a bit. For, yeah. Well, not, I mean, obviously he, not stole, but I feel like P, RVD doesn't get enough credit for being the coast-to-coast guy. He definitely took it and Shane made it was. modern. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, he, you know, like... Yeah. Um, which, was, you know, I've always... I do enjoy a good coast-to-coast, to get me wrong, um, but it's just one of those... 
he's just so ahead of his time. So and that's why time. he's one of my like top ten. Like, I just yeah, he I I would not argue with anybody who had him on their top ten. He's not my top ten, but I don't. You respect it. It's respectable. It's enough. totally yeah. respectable. Like I said, it's one of those you know, hey, yeah, especially at the ECW career, like you had sure. to be for it, you know, at sure. the time. Um, but even what he did coming to WWE, you know, and everything. And like most that. of those guys did not make successful crossovers. No, and for him to be a dual champion, you yeah, know what I'm saying of coming from ECW mm-hmm. itself, it's like, yeah. all right, this is a lot. Yeah. You know, Vince, whoever did put a lot of faith. Yeah. Um, and, and well, like said, and just the influence of moveset. Totally, you know? totally, no, absolutely. And while, like I said, he did, you know, he was dual champion. While he, uh, you know, of course the. Uh, when he wins at uh, One Night Stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was definitely like the highlight of his career. But I don't ultimately think of him as world champion. No. When I think of Rob Van Dam with the belt on around his waist, most of the time it's the IC belt. That's what yep. I see. Yeah, if it's, it's either, not... for me, it's uh, IC belt or uh, TV champ. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, ECW. ECW, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he's number seven on our list. Number six on our list, a lot of people are going to think this is way low, but I'm going to defend it. Uh, Chris Jericho, he is nine-time uh, EC, er, <laughs> Intercontinental Champion, by far the most on the list. Mm. Uh, but here's the thing, he only held it for 318 total days. So is nine times impressive? Of course. But when you parcel it out, what you're really talking is about nine reigns of about five and a half weeks apiece. Yeah. Little old, like he holds you're he holds it for it a pay-per-view. Every other pay- yeah, like Yeah. Win it on pay-per-view, lose on pay-per-view. Win on pay-per-view, lose on pay-per-view. It's the definition of a hot potato. It like, is. It is. He played hot potato with that belt a lot. Um and another one who I think is diminished on this list because we think I still, even with him being nine time intercontinental champion. I think of Chris Jericho as uh, the first undisputed champion, right. beating Rock and Stone Cold yep. in the same night, uh, being first AEW champion. Like yeah. I see, he, to me, he's been he, he's almost too champion, good. You know, yeah. Like, like it's there's too many other belts and things that I associate with him, which is it's it's a champagne problem if ever there was a yeah, champagne right? problem. But yeah, he's the nine time champion, and I really don't even associate Once the belt one with has him too that much, much bubbly. <laughs> A little too much of the bubbly. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Cruiserweight, Undisputed Belt, AEW Champ, all those things to me are the only reason why he's not higher on this list. Of course, I respect the nine times. Right. Of course, we respect him so much as a talent. He's unbelievable. Uh, if I am giving a match, though, and again, it's, I know some people, you know, they, I, I, I'm not defending the man. Uh Jericho versus Benoit, Royal yeah. Rumble 91. It's another ladder match. Maybe we're just suckers for ladder matches. I am. I don't care. I'm a shill for a good ladder <laughs> match. Mark like, I, whatever, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, it's this one's really good. There's uh, so many good spots. There's a spot where he's got him like in the line tamer yeah. over the ladder. It's just, it's so cool. Uh, definitely a great match to watch. Jericho, because I'm sure you're listening to this. Uh, sorry we didn't put you higher on the list, but uh, you definitely... You just made it. the list. You just made the list! <laughs> Even if it's the bottom half. Yeah, right. Uh, so, real quickly, recapping the bottom half. Pedro Morales at 10, Wade Barrett at 9, Cody Rhodes 8, Rob Van Dam, 
Chris Jericho at six, entering the top five. He is here to show the world and show off. Mr. Dolph Ziggler, six-time Intercontinental Champion, 372 days, and despite having whiffs of the main event title scene, Dolph really is, to me, the king of the mid-card titles, and that, to me, is not an insult, because Dolph is the type of worker who elevates any title that he holds. Therefore, to me, he doesn't really need the world title, because the world title, by definition, does not need elevation. But you can use Dolph to elevate lower titles and give them prestige. Yeah. And what you know, what do you want more out of a mid-card champion than someone that makes that title relevant? So yeah, I think two-time world champion. I don't think he was ever WWE champion. Uh, but Dolph to me is the guy that like in the those like early to mid 2010s, his intercontinental title matches were amazing. I personally, it's the match that should have been the main event of Backlash 2016 against The Miz. And for those two to be able to put on, like I said, Intercontinental title match where when the match was over, people, everyone was just like, that was the match of the night. Yeah. Like, there's not even And that's a what debate. I love about the IC belt. Because yeah. there's always that, you and I know it, right? Like it has that history, right? Yeah. Whether it was, you know... Uh, Savage, uh, Steamboat, you know, WrestleMania 3. It was, like you said, uh, Cody, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Dolph, you know. Uh, Dolphin Miz. Dolphin Miz. Um, why, why, like, anyone I want to say know, others, but they're on I know, list. right. That's why I'm like stumbling <laughs> around. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Um, like I said, even RVD, Eddie Guerrero. Like I said, it's yeah. just a like worker's belt, and they yeah. work, you yeah. know. And it, it doesn't always have to be a tactical match whether it was like sure. or, you know Savage and Simo or a hard hitting like uh, RVD and Eddie Guerrero like yeah. you could be a healthy blend you yeah. know but no matter what these guys are like the workers guys and yeah. like whether they stay at that IC level or they go on to a higher things no matter what they're working you know yeah. that's why for Dolph I wouldn't be surprised you know he's sitting like I said it's six times I wouldn't be surprised before the end of his career he has at least one more yeah you know like do I see you him can... being the one bringing out the Gunther no. Probably not. No. But one or two down the road? Sure. Yes. And yeah. you, you you find he also... Dolph can tell a story. Yeah. Dolph, Dolph commits to his character and his story. So, yeah, is is he are his best days behind him? Probably. But if you said, hey, they're going to... Uh, did you hear Dolph just won the Intercontinental Championship? I would not be surprised. Right. I would not be surprised right. even at this point. I can fantasy career. book you one, but I can't do it without spoiling a few more... Of our future ones, so we'll oh, circle gotcha. back okay. to it. We'll okay, we'll circle back. All right, all right, cool, cool. I'm da- I'm down for it. All right. Uh, oh, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, cool. okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Dolph gets number five on the list. Number four on the list, my personal favorite, but we are objective on this show. <laughs> my personal favorite, number four, Mr. Perfect, two-time Intercontinental Champion for a total of 406 days. That's pretty solid. I don't claim to be a math expert, but that's about 203 days apiece. And this is when I, again, to bring it back to Jericho, five and a half week reigns right. on average two almost a year, right. like two thirds yeah. of a year each time. My man's working. My man like, is Jericho's working. working. Like, that means he's working. He's putting on these title matches, mm-hmm. but he's not holding it the whole time. You know, like he's doing, you know, it's, so it's it, like with you just said, like, who's going to be the person to take it off of Gunther? Yeah. It was who's going to take it off Mr. Perfect. Right. Like, and it do, has to be a respectable thing. Yeah. You know, like, again, that actually, like, it builds to, you know, a, you know, a couple more of our guys. So it's like, 
it it it, work, it, it has meaning to it. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And yeah, when he was Intercontinental Champ, man, it was a main event anywhere in the country. That was in the time when they used to run uh, two, sometimes three towns in a night. That's fucking wild. Which is insane. Yeah. But that there's so your A show and your B show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your B show at that time, every single time. Headlined by an Intercontinental title match featuring Makes Mr. Sense. Perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's he was carrying that town. It was was it the smaller town? Yeah. Right. But he's fucking carrying that town. So he can make main events happen out of an intercontinental out of a secondary quote unquote title. So to me, that's like the first reason uh, why he should be on there. Second, it just passed the looks test. Like get, look up a picture of Mr. Perfect without the Intercontinental title, and then look up a picture with Mr. Perfect with the Intercontinental title, and you look at the Intercontinental title and you're like that belongs. He needs to. He needs to have that belt. Like, that belt just, just makes his character so much better. Some people don't need belts. No. Roddy Piper does not need a belt. Jake Roberts does not need a belt. Shit, Mick Foley's had a billion of them, but he doesn't need them. You know what right. I mean? Like p- certain people don't need belts. Uh, Perfect, I think, needed a belt because it, his character is just better as a he, champion. And it's one of those. There's only a few people, you know, it's, to me it's the top four, easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, They make the belt look better than the better, the belt makes them look. Yes, absolutely, yes. Me. Yep, no, you know, I completely agree. Um, and that's why I came in and these, you know, part were my hard four or five, you yep. know, so, it, and that was why. Because yep. when, you, like you said, when you think of these guys, you instantly think of them with, with you, the this belt. belt so. Yep, yep, so... Yeah, I obviously, like I said, I'm a total perfect mark. Uh, his storylines and feuds that he had, uh, they were all really good. They didn't always get the best finishes and the best right. matches because of them. But, uh, you know, he feuded with Santana when he first got the belt. He feuded with Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric, which, oh, would have been so much better five years prior. Mm. Uh, he had a really fun feud with Big Boss Man when Bobby Heenan was just making fun of Boss Man's mom the whole time. It was a lot of fun. But I, to me, if you're watching one Mr. Perfect match, it's not for the Intercontinental title or anything. It doesn't. If you're watching one match, period, this is probably my favorite match of all time. Uh, it's SummerSlam 1991 against Bret the Hitman Hart. This match, to me, like, it's a great match on its own. And then knowing that Perfect knew going into it that yeah. he needed back surgery that likely could have kept him out of wrestling forever. So he's going into this match going, there is a very distinct possibility this is my last ever match. Yeah. So dude put the show on. And I didn't realize it like till you told me, I think it was like halfway through or like we were like three quarters of the way through. You're like, yeah, you know, you told me like he's at the point where he needed surgery. I'm like, that makes sense. Cause like when he walks out, like not, you know, obviously I'll spoil a little bit. When he walks out, like he has that like dad strut, <laughs> but it, you like he's standing tall. Yeah. But then you're like, all right, you know, I get why he's doing it. But then you, it clicks when you're like, he needs back surgery. I'm like, that's why, because I know what back spasms are like. You know, I've I've yeah. had that before, and you like you just seize up. I'm sure that's what he was going through. You know, had to have been or like like you said, just like a pain. But it was just like. Oh, that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, for him to put on the banger of a match like that, like. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, I, mean, I can't even get it through the work day without crying like a little bit. Like you know, right. my back hurts. So, yeah. and it's a it's a long match. It's like yeah. a twenty minute match. Yeah, it's, it's a solid. Bit, it was yeah. like what second or third of the night? Second match of the night. Yeah, so. second match of the night. Um, and yeah, gave him some. And not your typical second match of the night. No, match. no. But that's uh-huh. what I love about the IC belt. Again, like it elevates the spot more than people give it credit for. Totally. And, you know, totally. it's like for an opener at WrestleMania, like. 
that's one of those ones had I looked back and like had, had the ability to gone to WrestleMania 31 and I found out I missed that match oh, I'd be so mad yeah. you know cause you get in there like what started at like 7 like right yeah. on the dot so like you're probably just getting through the gates you know like and it's starting yeah. right oh I'd be oh, so first, mad yeah you miss, <coughs> you miss the off ramp you're screwed you right. know um, yeah so great great match like I said probably my favorite match Number three on our list of greatest intercontinental champions of all time, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. One run, he didn't need more than one run with it. He went 414 days in a single run, and people like Pat Patterson, people that were champions before Randy Savage, Pat Patterson, Greg Valentine, Don Morocco, the aforementioned Pedro Morales, They all had stellar reputations. Pedro actually went on to a world title run, but sadly for Pedro, same thing. Also, not super memorable. Right. But Randy Savage, to me, was the first person to go from being Intercontinental Champion to the world champion, like, immediately right. and needing it. And the best thing is, like, with Randy Savage, you go, okay, so... They put the belt on Randy Savage, and that made him a star. No, 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 no. Before Randy Savage became the Intercontinental Champion, he was doing the house show loops with Hulk Hogan for the (laughs) world title. Did that happen in 89? Yeah, but it happened in 86 before he ever became the champion, too. So he went from being being world title number one contender to Intercontinental Champion, going on an incredibly long run, holding it over two WrestleManias, including what some people still say is the best WrestleMania match of all time, and then immediately going and becoming world champion, like, within... So he dropped it... um, Hold on, I gotta do the math. He dropped it to Steamboat in 87, and he was champ at... He got crowned at 88. Yeah, because so, it was like uh, yeah. that January, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was at right. WrestleMania 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. WrestleMania 2, Intercontinental Champion. WrestleMania 3, Intercontinental Champion. Champion. WrestleMania 4, World Champion. Yeah, like, that's a that's a perfect transition of power. Yes. Like you said, Elevate Steamboat, and then, you know, Randy Savage, Elevate. You know, it's yep. like, exactly what it's there for. But, like, again, 414 days. That is a working, like, that is that's the working, working man, man's you know? title. So it's just, like, the perfect definition of it. You yes, know? yes. So good. And, uh, it goes without saying, you gotta watch WrestleMania three with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth and George Animal Steel on the outside. There's it, there's some carny shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Liz kind of gets kidnapped for a minute. It gets right. a little weird. Uh, but amazing, amazing technical match. Uh, one of the first matches that was really showcased on that level, where it was like. This is move one. This is move two. This is move 37. This is move 38. It was like so much time and effort was put into making it a perfect match and an absolute show stealer. That's why I don't understand anyone, especially the modern era, that would complain about a match that is quote unquote choreographed. By sure. any nature, because yeah. I mean, that's what it all is. And, yeah. You know, and it's, I get like the calling, calling it in the, the ring, and are there, is, I will be the first to admit a lot of modern wrestling, I straight up, there's too many spots. There's yeah. too many spots to the point where the spots become meaningless. Right. So, like, I, I get that it can be overdone, but this is an example to me that, like, it, this is 100% choreographed, 
And I don't think there was anything superfluous about it. Right. And that's one thing we can go back to with the RVD match is that was a lot of spots. Especially yeah. for a match, you know, back, like you said, 2003. That's 19 years ago almost. Yeah. You know, it is, rather. Yeah. Um, and it, that is a spot fest. And it's one of those, like, where one, you know, uh, King is like, why would RV do, RVD do that to himself? When he does yeah, I mean, the yeah, Rolling yeah, Thunder yeah, onto yeah. The, ladder, the ladder, you know, where it's on uh, Eddie Guerrero. It's on it's top just, of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. And then, like, he, you know, there's very little time between selling, you know. And right. it's like, there, that's a modern complaint now, especially yes. with AEW and everything. But it's like. Which I agree with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But they were doing it like 19 years ago, yeah, so it's yeah. like not much has really changed. It's yeah. just the move set itself has changed, but right? It's right. you know the same like damage, the same uh, yeah, you know, level same of damage. It's just different moves, and it's yeah. like we've learned nothing, you know, like or only some of us have. I don't know. <laughs> it's just very interesting. Like you go back and watch, you're like, holy shit, this was a spot fest, you know. Yeah. Now get it, two cruiserweight guys, you know, one, you know. Uh, coming from the you know ECW you know and everything, so there is known for that. But sure. still, it's like again, not much has changed. No, so. and Savage and Steamboat were not the biggest guys. Like no. they were, they were not huge. They weren't cruiserweights, but no. they weren't huge. Right. Um, but ah, so good, one of my favorites. Uh, so that brings us to the top two spots. Number two, Intercontinental Champion of all time, just oozing with machismo. Oh. Four title reigns. 437 days, it's the bad guy, Reza Ramon. Throughout the mid-90s, there were a lot of great Intercontinental Champions. We listed them on this, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, yep. Mr. Perfect, a lot of great 90s Intercontinental Champions. Uh, however, it seems like pretty much right up until he left, the Intercontinental title in the 90s, centered around one guy yeah razor the bad, the bad guy and it was one of those things where like you said razor didn't need the belt the, the belt. belt needed razor oh, it's so true you know yeah it's just it's the gold around his fingers yeah. and the gold around his neck and the gold around his waist yeah it's just a perfect person to be holding that belt it's one of those like you can't tell me you don't think of razor ramon you don't think of him you know having the belt around his waist or him just coming around holding it you know like it, it's if it's not the ic belt then it has to be a tag belt yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. there's no you know but it's just like and he's one of those guys where he doesn't need the belt the belt needs him yeah but damn does he look so good with the belt you know because it's Great. just like it just completes the drip. Yep. You know yes, what I'm saying? Complete, like, yes. It just completes the... And like, he was all about drip. Right. He so was drip for, before drip was drip. Yeah. In yeah you know, yeah. like... Quite literally with yeah. the hair and shit. Exactly. Man. Yeah, right? But yeah, the outsiders on the, right, the blood drip. Like, right. he was drip. It was That's, so yeah. good, dude. But it's just one of those, like... I, I wish he were, like... He could have had one last run somehow. You I know. know like, I know. It would have been one of those great, just... Yeah. Fuck, but yeah, he's definitely to me. Like as I, I come in, you know, when we came in and sat down, we were talking about. It, I was like, I that's who I think of with the belt. Yeah, like there's only one other guy on the on this list that when I sit down and literally think about it, and like if you don't know, shame on you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was like Razor has to be on this list. Yes, so. yes, he's number two. Only one person higher might surprise a few of you. Uh, but yeah, uh, real quick, just the final rundown before we get to it. 10, Pedro Morales. 9, Wade Barrett. 8, Cody Rhodes. 7, Rob Van Dam. 
6 Chris Jericho, 5 Dolph Ziggler, 4 Mr. Perfect, 3 Macho Man Randy Savage, 2 The Bad Guy Razor Ramon, and the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Love him, hate him, doesn't matter. He is awesome. He is The Miz. 8 title reigns. 597 days. And when you talk about someone who has a passion for the title, to me, nobody was more passionate about being the Intercontinental Champion than The Miz. The Miz, whether it's true or not, made you sincerely believe that he would rather be the Intercontinental Champion than the World Champion. It was his mission in life as Intercontinental Champion to make it the most prestigious belt. That was his whole thing. And it's a heel. It's a chicken shit heel <laughs> who's doing everything he can to right. elevate the title. He's not just holding and running away and refusing. Right. He's like I give me everybody. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to yep. make it look the best. I'm going to steal the show. I don't want your world title. You should want my right. intercontinental title. And god damn like what more do you need what more do you want from a mid-card champion? Right, and especially, like you said, a working champion, you know, a guy who literally put out, you know, uh, is going to be there, he's going to elevate that title anytime he has it. Um, personally, I am waiting for him to, you know, I don't understand why he hasn't overthrown Jericho or at least tied him for the reign. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that is one thing that he is hard-pressing for like I would sure you know, Sorry. I don't believe he's near the end of his career. No. But no. I'm sure that is something he has definitely like pitched already, like before the time I'm done. Absolutely. I'm taking that, you know. Absolutely. By the way, pause, we have to go real quick back to Razor Ramon. I didn't tell you, in case you needed to be told. Oh yeah. Go watch his match against Shawn Michaels, yeah. WrestleMania ten. Yeah. Oh my god. I one more great ladder match on the list. Yeah, I mean know? we like I said, I, I have a total bias against four again. I have a total bias for ladder matches. So yeah, know? and I do too. <coughs> but that is the match to watch. Yeah. Anyway, yes, sorry. Back to the Miz. No, it's, it's just it seems he, he's still got ladder. Life left in him. Yeah. I hope it's coming. I don't see why not. I mean, do I think he'd be the one to take it on? Like Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. I don't know. <laughs> um, possibly, yeah. Why not? Maybe you know. Maybe. Um, but it's also one of those. He's definitely. He'll definitely hold it one more time. You I know. Really do I see him so. ever world, uh, getting the world or the heavyweight title again? Or I'm sorry, the uh, mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. No. Probably not. He'll definitely have another IC. But I think it's one of those like. I wanted it to be a good run because I, but I don't want it to be short just so he can go to ten. You know, like, right, 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 right. Like yeah. I want it to actually be a, you know, a significant run. Yeah, yeah. Get it and hold it for a minute. Yeah, it's you know what would actually kind of be awesome. It's sort of stealing it, but um, Ric Flair on his way. Like I'm gonna go until I lose, mm-hmm. and I think during that time he was Intercontinental Champion. That might have been right before. Uh, he went on that run, yeah. but I would love to see like if Miz is gonna hang it up in three years. Maybe he gets nine sometime there, and it, nine can be a short reign. But I would love for him to break the record, like when he's feeling ready to hang it up, and say, "I will retire when I drop this belt for the tenth time." And so it's who's gonna be the person to retire the Miz. So you kind of work in that it's his last run. Mm-hmm. It's the record-breaking run. Not the record-tying run, but this is his record-breaking run. And he is done when this run is done. Right. 
I think that would be a cool way to do and it. And like I said, with a fantasy book and you're like bring it full circle, I can definitely see it going down between Dolph and Miz for that. Yes. You know, yes. maybe is that the two that you know, like is that who retire or like final? No, but I can see either Miz challenging Dolph, like, hey, right. I'm the better champion. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have it, but I've had it more, you know, yeah. I, that's mine. Or Dolph chasing Miz, like, hey, you're Maybe. not as great as you think you've been. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I've had it, you know, just almost, you, you know. could definitely be, even if he's not the one to take the title off right. of Miz, like, you, that's a built-in You'll get a program right between there. the two. Hell yeah. yeah so. And that better be the main event. They better have learned from right. 2016. Right. We'll see. But that is our list. Um, as always, you reach out to us, uh, Facebook, Twitter, yep. uh, Sweet Chin Musings. Drop the one eye, <laughs> drop the eye and chin uh, <coughs> for Twitter. But hit us up there. We'll make a post about it. Just drop it. Uh, let us know who you think we missed, who you think we underrated, overrated, all that good stuff. And uh, before we get out of here, we do want to talk about Crown Jewel. It is this Saturday. And while it is the WWE equivalent of the Pro Bowl in that it's pretty insignificant and most participants wish they weren't there, it is a premium live event nonetheless. And we make predictions on the show, as the great Mark Henry would say, that's what we do. So we will go over this. I don't honestly plan on spending too much time um, because I also am going to, by the time people listen to this, I'll already have been on the Bob Culture podcast, but look out for that. This is a working man right here. I'm working, baby. I'm working. You know, we got to be putting out that content. We got to do it more. That's on me, by the way. Uh, I want to take full blame. No, Uh, man, life has been like, like, I've been working 10 hour shifts. Like, uh, we're working overtime till the end of the year. So, like, and we don't get paid for this yet. So, until until we do. Yeah, if anyone knows someone that would like to sponsor our show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, until we do, you know, we got to pay them bills first and That's do right. this second. Uh, but let's get into it. we got eight matches on the card, which is actually kind of a lot. Trips <laughs> in his short reign has been uh, going more NXT style, where fewer matches, more time. But this isn't Saudi. I think it's going to have a long run time, which yeah. it's it's airing at like noon on Saturday. Yeah. So I think... I don't think they do a, sorry, like, I don't think they do a kickoff. Like I would be like, shocked if they did. Yeah. I would be shocked if they did. Um, so let's, I'm not going to go in any particular order. Let's okay. just go from the bottom up that okay. Wikipedia has it. Uh, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to jump around. I don't care. That's I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go for dramas where I can get <laughs> it. Uh, so the first match is the most recent match that got added to the card. It's Alexa Bliss and Asuka defending their very newly won tag team championship against Damage Control, who they took the title off of on Raw. I was very surprised by this because it seemed like they just had a match at, uh, I, I think it was at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Damage Control won there. And then, so for Alexa Bliss and Asuka to get it on an episode of Raw seemed weird to me with this being a week later at Crown Jewel. I, I personally would think that they would have had the title change happen at Crown Jewel. Right. That being said, I don't see the belt going right back to Damage Control um, with Alexa and Asuka having just won it. I Again, I think this would have been a lot more fun and interesting of a premium live event match if it was Alexa and Asuka still chasing. But given that the title change happened five days ago, uh, I really think it's just going to stay on Alexa and Asuka. Do you agree, or can you see them hot potatoing this No, well? I don't see a hot potatoing Alexa or some, like, a pay-per-view here, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a significant pay-per-view, and there had to be, like, a run-in or something. You know, yeah. they, you know I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, or Bailey, or, uh, or uh, 
um, Sasha Banks and uh, oh, Naomi, Naomi going to come back yeah. like, is this, or do they come back like you know Raw afterwards or however I don't know um, but yeah why would you put it on Bliss and uh, Asuka just to take it off you know like I said five days it's just not um, not something you want to do with a belt that you just literally had a tournament for right you know right. so it just does not you, know, you don't want to take that you know shine away from this yeah so. there that belt got buried and it seems like they're trying to resurrect it I oh. feel like playing hot potato with it's probably a bad idea if you're trying to right. make it prestigious now again. this were still you know Vince and Co I could see it happening. Who knows? I don't see Trips, you know, being that guy. So I no, I, I don't either. I would not say so. Uh, next match, I just kind of want to get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns, Logan Paul. It's the main event. Yeah. I get it. Um, a lot of people upset that Logan Paul is even in the spot. Why does he deserve it? My thought is, like I said already, this is kind of like the Pro Bowl, where yeah, it counts technically, but it there's really it's canon, you know, so if he wins, like, he wins, but it's not significant. Most people don't want to be there. I don't think Roman Reigns was going to lose this belt to whoever his challenger was at Crown Jewel. I just can't see that being the spot where he would have dropped the title. So since we all know this is just kind of for fun and Roman's going to win against whoever, why not give it to Logan Paul? Logan Paul has over-delivered on what he has been able to do. Uh, he's a, I'm assuming he's popular enough in Saudi to where it matters. Um, but there's like, there's no chance. Like Logan Paul (laughs) has no no chance. That's what you got, Logan. Uh, Uh, no, I just don't possibly see it. Uh, no, even with, uh, or especially with the full bloodline behind him. Like I, Jake Paul, I guess is supposed to be there for Logan Paul, but if Logan Paul and Jake Paul, can take out Jimmy Uso, Jey Uso, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and Roman Reigns and get yeah. the best of him. Wow, you! what have we right, been doing deserve, for the yeah. last two right. years? Yeah. What um, have we been doing? No, I don't... There, I, I mean, this is definitely... There will be shenanigans, obviously, especially now that yeah. they have uh, Jake Paul going to be involved in everything. Um, it's just one of those, like, just going straight Roman Reigns. Like, this yeah. is not the time, the place, you know... Um, especially considering what we've built, you know, over the past few years. So, um, and we still obviously have, we have Sami Zayn, like MVP, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like yes. he, that this, <coughs> well, he, I like, I'm even surprised that they haven't listed cause it hasn't, he like avoided the He has in the past, ones. so I'm wondering if he will again. He's listed, but it's Wikipedia, so who the hell Yeah, knows? so I'm a little iffy on that. Like I, um, which I'll be, I wonder if they'll play that in somehow. You know, I, I that into he the storyline there. Well, no, like that he wasn't there. Like, hey, Sammy, oh, we were there, and you oh, weren't. You where know, were like, you? like, will yeah. Jay be like, where the fuck were you? Like, I'm not being oozy enough, but you're not even. You know, yes. like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's um, it. That is a good point, and they could definitely have some fun with that. Uh, right. You know, I mean, Roman Reigns, no matter stoke what, stoke the fire. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, no matter what. But like I said, Sammy Zayn, MVP, MVP. Yeah. Oh my God, so good, man, so good. If you if somehow you missed. The SmackDown promo. Find a way to find it. Uh, WWE put it up on their YouTube page. It's yeah. fantastic. So good. He's doing the best work. Like, he it's... really is. He really is. Um, all right. So next one we can talk about. Let's bring it up. Uh, Braun Choo Choo Strowman uh, versus Omas with MVP. This is one where I don't really um, care. 
No, I don't. I definitely don't care. <laughs> That's I really don't care. But you know, Strowman came in, and while we were both cold on him coming back in, yeah, I kind of assumed that he was coming back in to be a quote unquote credible threat, uh, credible threat, threat yeah. to Roman. But that has he's nowhere near being a credible threat right now they're not really doing much with him same thing can be said for almost i'm imagining whoever wins here is going to kind of get the the push between the two um it's not really anything i'm super excited about who do you think's going to get the win here i'm going Braun just because he's you know fresh coming back off a of free agency quote unquote yeah um it's just one of those i had nothing against Omos. it's just He's kind of floundered, especially since that Bobby Lashley, you know, like yeah. the whole uh, program with that. Um, I know they found a way to keep getting him in matches and stuff, but at the same time, it's it's just one of those you don't bring Braun into unless you're going to have this extended, maybe. But <sighs> like, do, are we really turning into Braun or like to watch Braun and Omar? Like, no. I don't know. So I'm just going to go Braun just because he's you know the fresher face. Um, I agree. So. I agree. I think it. Um, I think a loss hurts him a lot more than it yeah. hurts almost in the situation. So I'm going with Braun too. No, no sense in spending too much time on that. No, no. no. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm picking the matches that I'm assuming we're going to agree on first. Okay. And then maybe there can be drama later. <laughs> and if we're all the same, we're all the same. We did not discuss any of our picks before this. No. Um, but these are the ones that I, I'm trying to bring it from excitement top to bottom. Fair enough. Uh, or bottom to top, I should say. Uh, let's then, let's next go with, um, the mildly, the medium Usi, uh, <laughs> Usos, Jimmy and Jay taking on the brawling brutes, Ridge Holland and Butch, uh, you know, the bloodline, very interesting right now and really beefing up Jay versus mm. Sammy. Could we be starting to get something where like, oh, Jay is more focused on his problem with Sammy than he is on key and handling his own business and he's that's why they dropped the titles that would make a lot of sense is it going to happen here who's to say i don't think it's going to happen here yet but i'm telling you with this uh inner turmoil that the bloodline has it's you know that it's a perfect step in that story to where jimmy and jay lose the titles because jay is not focused on the right things so it could happen here i think it's still a little too early to tell that story so i'm gonna say the usos retain but if they lose, I think there's worse teams that they could lose to. Ridge Holland's still pretty green. Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, is amazing, though. And Sheamus is just totally having a moment. Twilight of his career, he's putting in another amazing performance. Um, I'd love to see if the Brutes pulled it off, but I think this is Jimmy and Jay retaining. Um, I definitely agree that Jimmy and Jay win. Or, I'm sorry, that they retain. Um, I'm going to go... So, you're, are you saying that Usos win? Flat out. Oh, oh, I, see see you, I see yeah. where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll double down on it. I'll say, yeah, they win. Okay. They win clean. I'm going to go that uh, Brawling Brutes win, but they win by DQ. Sure. They, it's going to be one of those... Usos retain, yes. but don't necessarily win. Right, right. So, right. I can see um, that. I don't see this being the time and the place. I do like where your head's at that this could be the tag team. They've put the work in. Um, they've, you know... Shown that they could get W's, you know, against teams. It's just one of those 
do I see it at this pay-per-view? If this were at Clash of the Castle, or like an yeah, like yeah, Ireland yeah. show or something, yeah, all day. Sure. But them doing it at Saudi, it's just one of those, no, if it's not here, or you know, like a UK or like a Europe show. Don't do it. No, but like I said, I do, I could see the Brung Brutes getting a win, but it being one of those like, by DQ, you know, like sure, and maybe it's a solo great... helps or Jay has to do something like they like I said they gotta you know, uh, you know, <sighs> they're on the verge of losing, right. so they just yeah, say, just while they hit them with and... the belts or something, yeah, you know, some yeah. sort of thing, or like a solo comes down and helps, you know, yeah. it's like I had to help you guys, you know, yeah, um, it's just one of those I don't see a belt change, right? But like I said, I do see them building towards the possibility, like hey. There's, you know, people yeah. knocking on the door. And this is, Bloodline is definitely WWE's A storyline. So yeah. you know they're always thinking, how do we put the next layer onto it? And that's, I really like where your head's at. I Thank can you. totally see it being that way. They lose, but they lose by DQ, so they technically haven't lost. Or they lose by countout because Jay is yeah, worried about something yeah. else. You know, he, he chases Sammy off or something, if Sammy's there, which we don't think he's right. going to be. But whatever, there's a lot of ways you can play it. Sheamus couldn't come down and like, yeah, maybe he yeah. was messing with it. You know, yeah, something. there's ways to go about it, so that could be fun. So we're technically different on that. All right, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. All right, so next let's discuss the steel cage match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross with Scarlett. Drew and Karrion fought at Extreme Rules. It was a good match. Yep. Uh, it was a strap match. Scarlett gets involved. She maces Drew. Karrion gets the win. This is our rematch. Is this going to be the opportunity to just really, really say... Right away, Karrion Cross is a legitimate guy, and he gets two wins over Drew McIntyre. Or is this the chance for Drew McIntyre to get a bit of revenge and lead to a rubber match between these two down the road? Where do you think the story is going, Luke? That is a good question, actually. And this was actually probably the one that is the hardest for me to pick. Uh, this is a hard um, one. Because there are different routes this can go. Um, like you said, you know, two... You, if you go with two victories with this one, whether it's by nefarious means or not, um, you know, because obviously like you said Scarlett got involved um, <clears throat> with the previous ones, you know, does it, do you just, like you said, finish the story, Drew kind of walks away, finds something else to do, or do you keep Drew, you know, do you have him win? And then, like you said, keep this going until we build towards something else. Um, I did, honestly didn't realize that this was a cage match. It's that a cage definitely match. adds another layer. Because, like I said, I kind of want this to keep going because it gives both of you guys something to do. I don't really know, you know, because I also thought maybe that you could have uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, mess with either one of these guys. But I don't know. It Obviously, that seems like one that's, uh, you know, Bray is going to be messing with himself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know, yes. Uh, in a way. Bray's story is with himself. Right. So, there, no need. So, who else can you really foresee both of these guys going towards? Um, I don't really see either of them wrestling Reigns at the moment either. Probably not. So I, I'm gonna, but I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna go with Drew. Right. Um, I think he's gonna be able to overcome the quote unquote numbers game. You yeah, know, with Scarlett. Yeah. Uh, I think the steel cage will help keep Scarlett at bay. I think she will still somehow find a way to get involved. Oh, of course. I probably even I could see them trying to do rerun the May spot, but this time Drew's ready for it. Yeah. And she sprays Carrion, or she just misses, and he turns it around, and she sprays yeah. herself. Something where he can overcome that. Because I do think there is more meat on this bone. Um, I think ultimately you got to have Karrion Cross win the feud. 
Right. But winning it two nothing, I I think it's he's because he won the first match, nefarious <laughs> means or not, because he won the first match, I think it's okay for him to lose then to Drew if it ultimately went means that he overcomes Drew. It's not like his first feud is with someone way down on the card, and even if he won the first match, if he loses the second match, you're like, really, dude? You couldn't beat him too? Nothing? Shit, sorry. Like, you're fine. Uh, Drew is a, a legitimate person to lose yeah. to, and especially in a steel cage, weird shit happens. Yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Drew wins this. They get one more match. I, by the way, I can see Drew going after Gunther. Is that that would be solid. Right? That would be actually really solid. I mean, I, I feel like it's, oh, the two European guys, but I just think that could work. That's fine. There's two guys, and, like, the... <laughs> Drew is a legitimate like yeah. he's gone against bigger guy, you know what I'm saying? So it's And like, I just thought now that the brutes are kind of on a face turn, yeah. I think Cross for Sheamus would be a lot of fun too. That'd actually be really good. Yeah. I'd watch that. Uh-huh. So yeah, we're in agreement on Drew versus Cross. We both got yeah. Drew winning that one. Uh next one we've got the OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson against Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. And Richie Steamboat. Oh, shit, sorry. Uh, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, some other uh, less talented second-generation <laughs> star. But whatever. Whatever. Um, I, so, I'm going to go with the OC. Mm-hmm. Because, A, I've, I've got quite a few heels. Win- Although not as much as I guess I thought I did. But I've got the OC winning here because a couple weeks ago, Dominic Mysterio gets a clean win over AJ Styles. Mm. Really great move. Didn't see it coming. A lot of fun. Put some shine on Dominic. That's awesome. Anderson and Gallows just came back. AJ Styles, I'm sorry, even if he's putting over Dominic Mysterio, needs to get that win back. I think this is a perfect opportunity to have AJ Styles pin Dominic Mysterio in a way that will allow for more crazy things to happen in the future. But I think this is the perfect way... um, AJ Styles getting the pin over Dominic, that gets it square, and it still saves Styles versus Priest, Styles versus Balor, um, tag team matches intertwining, but I think you got to give it to the OC, and you have to have that finish play out that way. The only thing that I would say is if they don't plan on keeping the Judgment Day as a faction, which I think they do, I think they're invested long term, but if you weren't... I could, I'm just throwing this out there as a, it's not my prediction, Mm -hmm. but if you were thinking about causing disruption within the Judgment Day, which again, I don't think you should do, you could totally have AJ Styles pin Damian Priest and then have Dominic Mysterio be like, yo, I beat AJ. You couldn't beat AJ? Yeah. What's going on with that? And now there's, yeah. yeah. And like Rhea's probably egging him on to do it. Right. She's the one like, ooh. Or he gets, he finally kind of, you know, barks off. She's, and then she's finally like, Oh shit! Right. Like she finally yeah. like maybe she calls him Poppy. Right, like hey Poppy, you know, like, hey, Pop, you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, that so. could be fun. I don't think it's gonna happen. But Trips, that's if you're listening, the, like you got two future writers. Just saying, like, right man. Here, just like, saying, we can do that down the road, you know. But uh, no, for this one, I think it, it just makes the most sense because I think they're gonna be going at each other for a while. Yeah. So I think it's just cleanest if you have Styles beat Mysterio. I don't think Gallows or Anderson needs to be involved in the decision personally. Um, I don't I, I, I like where you're at with AJ getting the pin on either Dom or uh Priest or yeah. even Baylor. But I see it happening where uh Dom takes uh was it the uh the um Gallows and uh, Anderson their oh, magic their killer. Yeah I think yeah, I both, think, uh, yeah um I don't he, they'll probably hit that on Dominic and then uh, AJ pins 
Dominic, okay, you know all right. Say, like, so they beat so him they down. get the shine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's one of those like because he is you know technically the weakest member, so yes. it'd be easier for them to like totally. do that. You know, uh, yeah. bury him, and that's kind of what he's there for at the moment. You yeah. know, he's the one to take the the beating. Um, and he got his big surprise win. Exactly. Like it's, it's not a total barrier. Right. So now, hey, it's some of that. It's Triple H is yeah. that 50-50 booking, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to see with this one. Yeah. Again, like you said, also easy pick because they just came back. Yeah, again, these are guys who can eat a loss, and that's what they're there for, ultimately. Yeah. I don't think it's this one. I agree because it's, as soon as, they, to me, I'm sorry, but as soon as I see them take the first loss, I'm like, Okay, that's the end of their push. Yeah, now they're exactly. Gonna, now they're going to go put people over, yep. which is fine. That's what they do. Yeah, they're there to pick the, they're, they're, They know what they're there for. They're yes. there to collect a check. They're there to put on a couple matches. Yeah. They're they're happy that and they're, they're funny. With, and they're funny. Yeah. It, it, you do have to have, be able to, you know for the the toilet humor and stuff like that at times. But it is cool knowing that history between AJ them and, and Finn. Finn. So it's like yeah. That is always, you know, welcome. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 going to be. Fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a, a small step in a pretty long feud. Uh, so we've only got a couple matches yeah. left. Let's do. Let's do Lesnar and Lashley. And yeah, we'll the end with the harder. The yeah, and then we'll end with Bianca and Bailey. Yeah. Um, I got Lesnar in this. I am. I'm. I've not made any secrets that I'm not really a fan of Root and Tootin Lesnar. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Root and Tootin cowboy, Brock is yeah. not my cowboy. Brock is not my my jam. Uh, but he is over. Cowboy Bebop Rock. <laughs> cowboy Bebop. Are you right? That'd be more exciting. That'd be cool. Um, cool crossover. Oh yeah. But whether so, here's the only thing that's given me doubt. So Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar for the title. There were shenanigans, yada yada yada, at Royal Rumble. This is the return match from that. I, I'm pretty sure they had a match before that too, but that was kind of its own thing. I see this as the return match for that feud. We're re-sparking this feud. And if we're re-sparking this feud, I think you have to have Brock Lesnar win because it seems like then it would be going to something else. Again, this doesn't seem like it's going to necessarily be the blow-off. Right. But if it is, <laughs> if it is the blow-off, and Brock is only in for Crown Jewel to sell tickets, whatever it is, and then he's right. going to go, go, go back to the farm and do right. his thing, if he does that, there's no reason to have him win. Have Bobby Lashley win so you can keep right. going. Hey, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns can fight each other. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're keeping these... You're keeping potential on Bobby Lashley. And I have to say, I just he was just on the Sam Roberts podcast. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of really liked kind not of. liking Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Like I was like, never. Goddamn, I don't want to root for you. <laughs> now I kind of do. Uh, I like him a lot. I know he's a good dude. He like, pitched. I oh my god! I thought this was so funny when I heard it. He pitched to McMahon. He's like, hey. What if we do a story where, like, I take a loss and it just, like, shatters my confidence oh, yeah. and I just become a giant fat slob? Yeah. Like, Bobby and Vince McMahon is like, you're known for your body. We're not doing that. Right. That's stupid. And Vince is probably right. But I just love that Bobby Lashley has, like, the con- the self-confidence right. enough to be like, let me just balloon to, like, 400 pounds right. of fat. I'll method ethic act the yeah, shit out of it. Yeah, he was going to method act the shit out of it, and then you tell the story of him getting back in shape and yeah. returning to being the Almighty, which is cool, but I just love, like, how many people who are... It's, yeah. I know he's not a bodybuilder in the sense that he's not, like, doing competitions, but, like, how many people that are that serious about their body and their workout would willingly be like, yeah, I'll throw all of that progress right. away for the sake of a story and then have to work 
and get all of that right. progress back now that I'm 46 years old. Yeah. Like, oh, I just love that. But um, I do think that Brock is going to at least stick around for one more match with Bobby. For so sure. I think he's going to get this win to put him at 1-1, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Do you sense. see it going the same way? That's pretty much, like storybook you know yeah. i don't unless there's some sort of other mma aspect where somebody else i don't know would like a tyson fury or somebody like interjects but even then i think i'll be after the match more than likely anything or right. like you there in the crowd and then the like brock yeah. come kind of like you know confront some i don't know i just don't see you bringing brock in for a payday like this i mean just be like all right hey i lost see you guys later yeah you know? yeah i um, agree yeah. And she'll be interesting. I just don't know because do you bring him like where does he go after this? Does is it with Lashley or does he maybe interject himself with uh, Reigns for a little bit? I hope not. I know, just, but it's many... just I know it's easy. It's it's the easy build, man. I hate that. So but it's gonna be like their ninth paper. I know, match and or it's something. like them. Just... It's like Randy Orton and Sheamus, like yeah, seventy nine, and right. you know, like <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's too much. I know. I know, I agree. I, I, and I think he's going to stay with last year. I think they're going to yeah. be for quite a while. Um, so th- I think that takes us to the last yeah, match, right? One, yeah. Bianca Belair versus Bayley. Last woman standing match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Look, uh, there's a few things that I like to think I'm pretty good at. I like to think I'm pretty good at poker. I like to think I'm pretty good at Madden. And I'm pretty good at uh, picking wrong on Bianca Belair. <laughs> Whatever I pick... The opposite happens. So that's my Charlotte Flair, basically. Yeah, like you pick against her. She's she's my Detroit Lions. If I bet on her, she gets her ass kicked. Yeah. If I bet with her, or no, if I yeah, if I bet against her, then she pulls right. it up. I've been betting against her a lot lately, and I've been looking wrong a lot lately. Given the fact that Damage Control just dropped their titles. Mm. I'm more inclined to believe that if ever there was a time for Bailey to get the belt, because I don't know if you want to have damage control hold all the gold. That's right. a story that's been told a lot. Right, right. It's and to me, there's there's other things to do. One more time, I'm gonna pick Bailey. If I'm wrong again, right. then I'm just gonna Roman Reigns it. And I'm just gonna pick Bianca every time till she loses. Right, until but this the wheels is, fall until off. the wheels fall off. But this is gonna be my last time picking against her. Bailey, please get me a, a small amount of my dignity back because Bianca Belair has just been ruining all of my perfect predictions. But I'm gonna go one more time with Bailey. Once more time. One more one time. More ma- one friend. more match. <laughs> uh, what I'm, say you? I'm, I'm going Biel- uh, Bianca Belair going because Bianca. I've. You know, shows against her a few times, and I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those lesson learned. So, like, it's the same with Charlotte. Yet. You know, it's just like every time I don't, yeah, I think she's gonna lose. She wins every time. I'm like, all right, this is where she loses. Or you know, it's just yeah. like, like you said, it's just fuck. Yeah. Like I always think I have it figured out, and I like John Snow. I know nothing. And it's just <laughs> like fuck. Yes, yeah, good. Yeah, perfect, John Snow. Yeah, yeah. We know nothing. <laughs> all right, so all right, so we're different on two. Uh, Bianca and Bailey yeah. and the Usos and Brawling Brutes. Yep. Because yeah, I got Usos winning clean. Yep. So, yeah. yeah you like got I think this is... <laughs> that's a bold prediction. And I like that you're doing Thank a bold you. prediction. I don't have any bold predictions for this one. I went I went pretty clean. But again, it's with Crown Jewel. It's, I just feel it like is... it's not... I'm sorry. It's not important enough to really pull out all the stuff. No, and it's weird because, you know, we don't talk about what happened. Um, 
Correct. He, you know, like he who shall not be named type deal. But yeah. at the same time, it's like shit can weird happen. Shit does happen. You know, so weird shit happens in Saudi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm not just We're talking. Saying, we might not even have a show. We don't know yet. Yeah. This could be the we. <laughs> we might have to go back and just cut this out because yeah. Happen, like, but we'll um, see. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I look forward to watching the highlights. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to watch this one on fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting, and yeah. I'm sure something noteworthy will happen. They'll make sure of that. Yeah. Uh, can't have it just be a total uh, time filler, space filler. No. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we are going to be back. I know it was a couple weeks between last one and this one. We're going to be better uh, at getting back on the ball. Come back with a new uh, Too Hot to Handle, Too Cold to Hold. Yep. All sort of the, a big state of wrestling wrap up because it's been a while since we've done that. Bull prediction. Yeah. Think Charlotte shows up to challenge, even if, like, let's say Bel Air or Bailey wins? Not at not Crown, at Crown Jewel. Jewel? Okay. No, not at Crown Jewel. Monday or whenever they I get could back. See it, maybe? I could see it when they get back. I know it's they've been asking, or it's been like, I, rumor, like she's circling, yeah, you know. I want her, and I don't want her to be a surprise return at the Rumble because I think we're going to get a few surprise returns at the Rumble. Yeah. So I don't, I'd like to see that beforehand. And I mean, God knows I've been missing Charlotte. Right. That's my girl. Like that's, that's my queen. So I, I, I see it coming soon. Not, not at Crown Jewel. Okay, fair no, enough. That's just what I was I just got. trying to think of something that like notable that could, we could probably pinpoint. Like I think the easy one would be, oh, Sasha Naomi. But even then, I think that's more of a raw Yes. You know. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, um, yeah. who else would who challenge would Alexa and Asuka other than you know Damage Control, who are just right? And they're getting. We the don't rematch. even. We don't even have uh, Nikki Ash and Dewdrop anymore because no. Nikki got back. Right. Which Nikki, I'm Nikki does got back. No. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, yes, she does. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah, who do you have for yeah. them? So I like I said, I think you save that for like a raw. You know, that's kind of one of those. Uh, you want that hometown, well, not hometown pop, but you want that, like, you know. Totally. Uh, you you want a, an appreciative crowd. Yeah, 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 let's put it that way, especially for the female return. So, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I just figured I had to ask like, before we wrapped it up. Like, Absolutely, no, yeah. And, well, that's something that I think we should delve into deeper okay. uh, on, on the next podcast, oh, yeah. assuming that she doesn't make the return. And, of course, if she does, then we'll definitely talk about right. it. Uh, but, yeah, maybe we can kind of fantasy book okay. if those if they come back when and how we would be like positioned them. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Sweet Chin Musings. As always, thank you all so much for, for sure. listening and the support. Uh, still one of these days we're going to get merchandise out and yeah. one of these days we're going to get Mike Janaz on the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, we had him and then, you know... We had him and lost him. Yeah. I don't know where he went. I think he's just somewhere eating Halloween candy still. Right. But until next time, I'm Mike, he's Luke. Hey, Johnny, hit that music. <laughs>